Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Wait, are you drinking wine right now? She's you- definitely drinking lemon water. I should be drinking wine right now. We should have all taken a okay, shot. Sure. I guess you just got a beer if you wanted to, but it's all good. Go get a beer. Super casual. <laughs> Should no. we all do a shot? Josh won't do it. I, I won't do it. Josh is no fun. He's nervous. A little too nervous. All right. You guys are nervous for this than he was for Matthew McConaughey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today we have on with us the charming boys from the Charity <laughs> Stripe Podcast, Nick, Josh, and Alex. We're going to be doing a little fun questions about dating, communicating, sex, relationships, all the fun stuff. Hi, guys. Howdy. Hey. Hey. Well, I feel like we should probably <laughs> inform the listeners as to how much you know each one of us, right, Julia? And Brenda, both of you. We should. So so Josh and I, also in a second, I want you guys to go around and introduce yourselves. Um, (laughs) But Josh and I have been friends since middle school and we've stayed friends. It's been a journey. Here we are, 25 years old. Do you have anything to add to that, Joshua? Um, yeah, I'm actually 26. I'm I'm over the hill on the quarter of century mark. <laughs> now I'm old. Now I'm ancient. Uh, no, yeah, we've been friends. And then Brenda and I uh, were friends in high school as well. And yeah, that's that's we Jules and I have been friends since French class in seventh grade. Did you witness him kiss the French teacher? Oh yes. Oh, did I witness him kiss the French teacher? <laughs> I, I told y'all I wasn't making that up. I totally kissed Miss K on the lips. That is so inappropriate. Wow. <laughs> he was doing he was doing like somersaults across the room. She'd be teaching and he would just get so up bad. and come over to my desk and like sit and start having a conversation. I feel like Josh has always had such a like I, bold energy. Uh, that's a great way to look. That is a great <laughs> way to look at it. That's that's really nice. And then yeah. Jules, really I think it's I think it's most most impressive so most great. impressive that you guys are no, I, was, I was just most impressive that you guys are still friends. Not many people I feel like are are still friends <laughs> with the people that they were friends with in middle school. That's a, I, a I, test a, of time. Josh always he always jokes he always says Toss remember when we were boys in high school and of course we weren't because we grew up in different cities. But he loves asking that question and you guys were actually we were quote actually unquote, boys in high school. school. It's really yeah. a testament to my strength as a person. Totally. <laughs> 100%. I believe that. What, 100%, what a sure. fascinating segue. <laughs> yeah. So you, I want you guys to go around, introduce yourselves, tell us who you are, where you're from, how old you are, and your relationship status. Uh, is this not like our hinge profile or what? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh, wow. Josh, take it off. Kick it off. Okay. Oh, me, uh, Josh, um, 26, from Merrick, New York, same town as these lovely ladies, and currently single. I'm Nick. Um <laughs> I'm here for the right reasons. Um, I am from Austin, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I'm from Austin, Texas. Um, I was born in San Diego, but I, I claim Austin because uh, that's where I became a man. And I uh, went to University of Texas with uh, these two fine gentlemen here. It will be 26 next month. And 
I'm also single. And I am, I am Alex, but if the guys call me Toss, that's their nickname for me. Um, I'm 25 and from Dallas and I have a girlfriend. We've been dating for, I'm, I'm, I put myself on the spot here. I'm, I made myself do the math, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've been dating for a year and seven months. Whoa. We have one mature man with us today. <laughs> seven, when did the seven months happen? I feel like it was hey, You know what? Like- it happened in quarantine because just time yeah, stopped for all of us, but it, I oh, guess it kept going. Jesus, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, we started dating in May of May of 2019. Don't check my seven months because that night that might not be the right <laughs> math, but yeah, I think it is. Come at you for that. Can I, I change it's... my answer? By the way, for if Nick said he became a man in Austin, I also want to claim Austin as home. In that, you case. cannot claim Austin as home. You watched you grow up. You can't do that. <laughs> Big hook and vibes. Oh my goodness. So now that we know a little bit about you guys and who you are, where you're from, your age, and your relationships, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the charity stripe and how you guys came to actually starting the show. Well, what happened was that one of my buddies, Chance, who I went to college, who I went to college with, we were in a program together. He was doing a, a horror film review podcast, something along those lines. Yeah. His friend Paige, and then he was telling me about it and he's like dude you like to talk you know a lot about sports you should do one of these as well and i was like all right can I borrow your mic he's like yeah sure just plug it into your computer so i plugged it in he's like you need to get in the closet you need all this like you know how to make it sound good and i was like damn i'm way too lazy to do all that and then i just got in my underwear threw a blanket over my head and just recorded for an hour and a half it was terrible and i had such a great time and i was like i'd love to do this again he's like you could do it in the corner of my bedroom my little studio and i was like all right so i did one two and like i can't do this by myself and then alex and nick had really just moved to la like we were like Toss and I were friends in college because he was roommates with my Bernie brothers. Nick and I like were friendly. We had met a couple times, but not a lot of UT people had come to LA and we all kind of just band together and we got tight pretty quickly. So they kind of came in on like the first like episode four or five, they jumped in. They, I guess, liked it enough or we had it fun enough that we did it a little longer. And like by episode 20, uh, our buddy Chance, like, guys, I love y'all, but you can't keep coming into my bedroom and just doing <laughs> this. And we're like, yeah, it's a good point. So you we were kind of nomadic. And then our other buddy, Ryan, who was helping us out, we were going to his place to record. And then we ran into Toss's high school friend who had just moved to LA. We didn't know moved to LA. And he's like, we're chatting up. He's like, you guys can come record in my bedroom. So we did that. We recorded in his room with him on the show. There was like five of us on the show, maybe sometimes six. Everyone with one little mic, everyone yelling from across the room. <laughs> yeah. We did that, not even for like 10 episodes. We did that to like episode like 80 something, like way <laughs> into that. Yeah. We like, was, dude, it was, it was bananas. Then we eventually started doing it in my bedroom by episode like 135. We had a guest. I slept on a bed. It's actually outside right now that it converts. It's a couch bed. It converts bed to couch. Uh-huh. And so whenever we had a guest, they'd come to our, my bedroom and I, we would make it look like it was a couch and not like a living. And like, like oh it was my a bedroom. God. And like yeah. at the end of the at the end of it, they'd be like, is this someone's bedroom? <laughs> and we'd be like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And we'd have like like, like athletes come in and do it. And we'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Then we moved into the place right now and built a studio out of our, uh, I guess, dining room. And yeah, we've been doing it. We just did our 299th show and we're doing 300 on Sunday, it looks like. And yeah, had a really, really fun, fun time in between. And a lot of, a lot of ridiculous stories, a lot of slamming your head against the wall, a lot of high fives and a lot of, that's just the beauty of the whole game. Did I cover everything guys? Uh, yeah. 
There's definitely a lot between, but you got the gist of it. I got the gist of it. I don't want to like you give like a whole autobiography to these. Was- no, I think I think it's a a fun story of how many different places we've recorded and uh, somehow we've stuck with it. I mean, Josh and Nick recorded an episode from their car one time, and like because it, it didn't work in an alley. Like, <laughs> we've, re- we've recorded the episodes where the mic wasn't plugged in, and we had to re-record it all over again. I'm sure y'all have done the same, but like we've been through all the ups and downs. It's been fun though. Yeah, and look where you guys are now. Matthew McConaughey is coming on the show, so you're doing something right. Uh yeah, it was fun. That was that was a that was a good one. I knew the show was going. I knew everyone was at least into it or was gonna go somewhere when the time I didn't plug in the microphone. And I was like, shit, guys, I think we're gonna have to re-record this. And I was like ready for them to tell me to fuck off and just leave or like leave it and it is what it is. But both of them like kind of sighed and like sat back down next to me. We just like did it again. And I was like, all right, this is this is this could go somewhere. This we could have some fun with this. So that was a cool. That was a frustrating moment, but then it ended up being a nice moment. It's honestly so cool to hear though, because I feel like obviously it's very relevant to us in starting something that you really believe in and see potential in, and like seeing where it goes and having moments literally all over the place where <laughs> like things waver the way you feel about it. But it's really cool that you guys have that dynamic which obviously is why you are where you are at three, almost 300 episodes now. We're having the same belief in your show and putting so much effort into it. So really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Been, and I think great. we all, all five of us can look at each other honestly and say that we were on the podcast game before everyone else started <laughs> in quarantine. So yeah, everyone yeah, quarantine podcast. My God. We've been on the beach way longer, man. They're just hopping on their first wave. Kind of I thing. mean, you guys have been yeah. on a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I, and yeah, we wouldn't I'm, be here without the three of you. It's so super sweet of y'all. And I know we said we were, I know I said I was single at the top. I kind of am in a three-way relationship with these two as well, between working together, living together, working (laughs) together in other places, acting classes, the whole nine yards. It is a a lot of time. I um, worked at a restaurant together in in Los Angeles called John and Vinny's. And everyone would always ask us if we lived together. And we were like, no, there's no way that could happen. We would kill each other. Because we it, it, it got to a point. Yeah. We were in the same class. We were in the same same job. We were recording. We were going out together. We had the same friend group. Literally every single day I saw him. So we were pretty much living together. It was like at a point where I was living with Toss and I was seeing Nick more. <laughs> oh my God. Which it's was crazy. Cute. And we like finagled our schedule where we can work on the same shifts. And we both every worked time. Like four days a week and it was always the same shifts. <laughs> okay. So when we hang up, I'll call you guys a therapist real quick. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Help you guys out. I'm kidding. It's so cute. I we love your dynamic. The show is amazing. It, and it really, like, in all honesty, you guys have been a huge inspiration for us. So we're excited to have you guys here now. And I think we should get into the real fun stuff. Yeah, you buttered us up before you put us exactly. <laughs> Alex, I'm gonna give you a little out if if there's a question and you're like, my girlfriend might not want me answering that one. It's okay. I appreciate that. That's that's pretty that's pretty gracious. I I appreciate that. Yeah. But of course, we want all your input where you feel where you feel good. Okay. I'll be as I'll be as open as I can be. Good. And we have some like long term relationship questions in there, so that's going to be your spotlight. Great. (laughs) Let's kick it off with. Do you guys know what love languages are? Yeah. Yeah. Do you got I'm just curious, do you know what your love languages are? Like what your two are that you identify with? Well, will remind us like the there's five, right? Is that yeah. what it remind us the five so that we so can There's words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, gift, gift giving. Mm-hmm. Which one am I missing, Joe? Quality time. Quality time. I know what mine are. Go ahead, Joe. 
Mine are minor physical touch for sure. <laughs> for sure. And, and you've witnessed yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, y'all know from high school. And from high school, I'm wow. always even my buddies, I'm like always like patting them on the back, giving them a hug or like dapping them up, even like just like touching them, like, what up, man? Like just fit and then gift gift. I think I don't know if y'all's are gift giving, but I feel like all of ours could be gift giving. We we get each other gifts on our birthdays, like the three of us, and like are always just getting like random. Like if I like if we see something that the other person would like, we're always buying it for them. Just like, Love that. Yeah. So I think gift giving is my other one. Love it. Yeah, you're definitely a big physical touch guy. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> I put my hands on your neck because they were cold. Like get off. That was a little cringy to watch in high school. You know, with the physical touch. There was and a lot. People just wish they were a part of it. So <laughs> I don't think I don't think that was it. I don't Something think I so think either. about when I think about Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Alex. What's yours? There's so much more to you. <laughs> um, I would. I'm definitely. I mean, we do like giving gifts to each other, but for me, that's just kind of like a fun thing, not necessarily mm. like it's meaningful, but it's not like, I don't know, the end all be all. I'm a big uh, word, words of affirmation guy. I'm a big communication, like talking out loud, talking things through is uh, something that I really enjoy just in like every aspect. Um, and then probably, probably quality time. It's just like spending time with the people that you, that you love and care about is, is the best thing. It doesn't even matter what you're doing, obviously. And that's kind of a kind of cliche answer, but I feel like it's something that we all relate to. So Totally. I would definitely say quality time is is in there. What's what's the fifth one that hasn't been said yet? It's gift giving, quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, and what? Acts of service. What does that mean? It's like it's like mm, I'll cook you dinner war. or I'll yeah. clean your room. That's yeah, quality quality time and probably words of affirmation for me as well. Yeah. My yeah. girlfriend is a big acts of service. She that's how she shows. She's yeah. a she's a great cook and she likes she likes doing things for other people that she cares about. It's really nice. So, Aww. oh, that's great. Good to know when Autumn did our does our dishes every so often that it's because she loves us, not because she's disappointed. Think <laughs> of animals we've been. Or maybe it's I, I don't. I don't know. If, well, yeah, I think it's more so that she loves me, not that she loves <laughs> you, you guys. But true, true, if you want to look at it that way, yeah, she's yeah, she's got a lot of love to give. <laughs> The reason why we bring that up is when we're going to get into all the fun stuff and, and everything soon, but it's something we talk about a lot on the show because as women and as people, we tend to take things personally sometimes if we're like, oh, you know, someone's not doing this and we internalize it as like, oh, it's because they don't love me or don't care for me the way I care for them. When in reality, it just is something different. Like I know that you said, Alec, that I think it was gift giving that you appreciate it, but that it's, it has like a different meaning for you. You know, it's not like the end all be all. And I think that's a key thing that we kind of mix up sometimes. So that'll be interesting to know these things about you guys going into our next few fun questions that we have. So we are going to start off with dating apps. So do you guys like using dating apps for those that are single? And if so, which ones are you on? They don't like them. I'll, I'll lose it off. I have a strong opinion on dating apps. I I use them all and I hate it. Like it's I found myself I haven't had dating apps in over a year and a half, and I found myself getting like more self-conscious and I like I didn't feel good about myself because like you're you're looking at the person and you're like, okay, hopefully they match with me. They don't match with me. It's like, mm. what did I do wrong? You know, like what's wrong with my profile? Okay, I get a match, but I don't get a reply. It's like, what why am I not getting a reply? You're always just like second guess, guessing yourself, and like it's just a shitty feeling. And then I'd get a match 
And you're like, oh, this isn't the person that I wanted to match with. So it really just put me in a, a really weird place. And I found myself getting kind of like anxious about it. So I just deleted them all and um, never felt better. <laughs> I think we mentioned that we're, we're all actors. So it's like, we get told no enough, right? It's like, give us some, give us some yeses here and there. <laughs> I'm also old fashioned too. Like, I, like if I'm meeting my wife, like I don't want to meet her on a dating app. And I know that's a very, um, you know, common mindset, but I want a cute, like fun story to like tell, you know, my kids or, or be able to, uh, you know, just share with my wife. Yeah. Josh, did you have a different opinion on it? No, I, 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 I mean, I don't have them either. I deleted them as well because like, first of all, every photo that was getting liked to mine was like the, the Shrek, Shrek. Photo, like Shrek photo I have. <laughs> and I realized like, I was like, fuck, I'm 15 in that photo. This is this <laughs> creepy. So I, it's like I don't, and I would tell that I told the girl that once, and she was like, not into it. After that, she like didn't laugh about it, and was like wicked awkward. So oh I was like, all right, this photo is like just not even really gonna pay dividends through through. And it was just I just again like I'm old fashioned like Nick, and the way I've met previous girlfriends has been has I've enjoyed the way I've met them. Like I don't, I'm not, I know, and maybe it's a sense of like if you're not, if I'm not good at something, I really don't like doing it, mm. and I don't find myself to be good at just starting a conversation from scratch and doing the small talk bullshit over text. I don't, I never in my life have I been talking to a girl unless I'm dating them. That makes sense. I'm not, there's never me like, oh, I'm talking or texting to so-and-so ever. I never am texting a girl. And it's not because it's not because like, oh, I don't, I don't want to, or like, it's just, I don't want to I never get into like a starting off kind of BS. I either am like fun dating them and it happens quick for me or i'm just like all right i just don't bite into it moving on i don't really i've stopped in the past year year and a half of like just trying to be casual with it and i'm not like and i these guys make fun of me all the time because like even last night i was like oh i want a girlfriend <laughs> i just sat there like in this chair my pajamas and said that which i do but i definitely want to meet somebody the old-fashioned way and like i actually sit down and have our first conversations of be kind of in person and like you know and really get to know them that way and they could look me in the face not over some app where like i kind of look like my photos and they kind of look like theirs and i don't even really know if i'm into this person i'm just into six yeah. different photos i've seen their six best photos you know like do like i really sing skater boy karaoke no i just think that's a funny answer i sing are you gonna be my girl by jet or frozen <laughs> you know and i just didn't want to be basic or i didn't want anyone to not know the song i was referencing so i wanted to try to be funny and so again I'm on this app and i'm already fucking lying yeah so wow. at that point i was like at that point i was like this is bogus yeah now i was I saying it's i was yeah. saying it's bogus it's not for me i also think that like in la it's different than any other city right where like there's a lot of added pressure being out in la for like the dating community yeah there's always the horror stories of like LA, LA dating is just like a whole nother ball game. Like it's because of the superficial mindset, you know, like the next best thing, you know, what do you do for a living? That type of stuff. I mean, obviously security is a big thing for a lot of adults. Like, you know, you don't want someone that's not going anywhere in life, but that's kind of the mindset on like the dating apps there where it's like, they're always looking for the next best thing. And it's kind of like, um, I don't know, like having like your dating, dating app is like, it's like such a normal thing in LA, but it's like, it's not easy to kind of have success on them. Unless you're a girl. I mean, girls that's have point. way more success than guys do on those dating apps because they have their pick of the litter, but you know. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad like what you brought up before Nick about being a little self-conscious about it because I feel like girls don't give guys enough credit for that. I think because we're so conditioned to believe that like guys only care like what you look like that 
for a lot of, and I feel like there's this like stigma that like, you know, well, if a guy's like funny or if he has like something kitschy on his profile, then like, like they have it so easy because they can just like write something funny and like girls are going to respond to that. But we don't give you guys enough credit that you guys are feeling the same way we're feeling. It's like, it's really polarizing because at the end of the day, everybody's feeling the same way about it. Right. We're all upholding the same stigmas. Yeah, no, I yeah. completely agree. The other thing is, you know, I think a lot of girls that I've talked to that have used the apps just say sometimes they get on those apps just for fun, like no, with no intention of dating at all. Like yeah. let's just see who's out there. Let's see who can boost my confidence and likes me, you know, let's just like have a little fun and, and fuck around with people. It's like, eh, that's yeah. not like the guys. I mean, some guys are probably like, whatever, let's have a good time. Let me get some nudies, you know, like, but it's <laughs> on hinge. Like it's not like that. Right. Definitely. The adult yeah. chat roulette over there. The, uh, <laughs> I was the, <laughs> Uh, the yeah. uh, two things to the one thing to the LA dating thing. I also think a thing that's LA is like, oh, LA dating is tough. I think a reason it's tough, it's, yes, Nick's point is for sure correct. And also, people are like, like, we're out here, like, I'm out here to have, like, I want to have a good time and I do have a good time with my friends. I'm out here for work. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't come here to live here. Right. I didn't come here to live here because I wanted to, if I could live wherever I wanted to live, realistically, I'd live in Austin, right? And if nothing else mattered, just like if I could, you know, if I could have settled anywhere. But we originally all came out here for work and to focus and build our career. And, you know, the three of us are working all, all the time on stuff. And fortunately, and, you know, and especially nowadays in the pandemic, we always have to sit down and we always are sitting down and like reminding ourselves when things are tough, like, okay, take a step back and breathe a second. At least you have this, this, and that going for you. And, you know, the, the thing is, is like, you don't necessarily have time. Yeah. Like I've dated a girl, the girl, my girlfriend from high school, who y'all know, I dated her for four years. Then I was dating a girl, like in an open relationship or whatever well, that was for a year. And she's a great girl. I just don't know what to call it really. Then I was dating another girl for two years and then on and off for like a bazillion after that same girl. And the thing was, my point was, I don't, you don't, there's so much time that goes into these people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my, in my experience is like, I've done this so many times. Like if I'm going to date somebody, I know what it takes to at least get it to a, at least a few years. Yeah. And, I, and going and learning from the other experiences, confident I could take it a few more in the next go around. But I don't want to just date somebody for a couple months and spend a couple months to get to know them. And this could be a personal issue, maybe something that I have to look past and, you know, just because you, you could just sit there and you'll never meet somebody in a sense. But I just, in LA, you have to, especially in our age, you kind of have to be a little selfish if you want to get where you want, because I don't want to, I can't date somebody. I know me, I can't date somebody right now. And if things aren't going the way I want them in my career life and they're like, all right, time for a change in five years when I'm 31. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't need to do that. I can continue to try to you know, scratch this itch and settle down another five years from now. You can't just like kind of trust somebody in that situation. You kind of have to be a little selfish and focus on your career. So once your career, you get your career, hopefully to a point where you're comfortable there and really put that time and energy into somebody else that's why it's a little tougher in la too because yeah our perspective we're always working we're always and people are always coming in and out of the city i mean la is there's there's different types of people that are in their 20s right some people want to live in three different cities in their 20s maybe more and you know there are a lot of people that are coming to la to do that for two years and then bounce after that right then they want to go to new york they want to go to chicago they want to go abroad and again like what josh is saying like we all moved here for a specific reason i think like that makes it really hard especially because like a lot of the people that are here for that same specific reason are like what nick was talking about where they're like what do you do like what do you do what do you do what do you do 
Yeah, definitely. I, I love what, what Josh said before about a little bit ago about like over in general saying something over some sort of message. Like you don't feel like knowing you, Josh, in the, in the even in the ways that I know you, regardless of what's changed over the past few years, like you have a very specific energy. And I feel like that's very hard for like someone to read over a text message, you know, to get your yeah, hum- like sense of humor. Like if you don't know someone's vibe, like how are you going to get there? Totally. And yeah. also kind of going off of what Nick said with like the whole intention thing is, yeah, people do go on apps and you have no idea what they're looking for, what they actually mean, any of those things. So that could be super, super conflicting. But um, being that you guys mentioned being in your 20s, I know something that a lot of women in their 20s start to feel pressure about is like, I know this is like a, a big question, but it just made me think about it with like getting married or like ending up with someone. Like, is that something that you guys worry about? Like have like finding your person sooner? I mean, for me, like my parents having when they're 20 years old, mm. my mom was 20, my dad was 21. So like, I've already kind of beat them out and like the whole family stuff. I mean, they're not together anymore. They were never married. It was just like a young relationship. But I think having that perspective, like makes me realize like I can wait a little bit, you know, like I have the freedom to actually take my time with it and make sure it's the right person. But yeah, I mean, coming up on 26 years old, like ideally, you know, the in the perfect world, I'd be married and have a kid already by the time I'm 30. Like that's like what I would, you know, I'd envision for myself. But you know, I'm not going to force anything because what Josh said earlier about having a career, it's the most important thing, you know, because not just for me, but you know, I don't want to be selfish towards my family either. You know, like I want to be able to support them. You know, I want to give a a kid, you know, the life that I want him to have for her. Um, I just, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's a big family thing that comes, you know, out of the work ethic that you put into it. It's definitely a scary aspect. I mean, like, again, like Nick brings up the point that I was really kind of chalking in my head in the sense that like, you can't, there's still cards. There's still things on the table for me to deal with. If I have a kid, everything has to go to that kid. I mean, we've all, you know, had our parents, our parents, I, I could say, like, honestly, and, and y'all, y'all two know my, all four of y'all know my parents uh, at this point, but like they sacrificed to the nth degree and I want to be able to do the same. And I know if I have other things that I need to take care of in order for me to look back at my life and be like, okay, you know what, the thumbs up, whether not monetary, it just basically the mat, if I gave the maximum effort to somebody and saw it to a good point, Mm -hmm. you know, I need to be able to at least do that before I can give my entire life to a wife and then kids, you know, or a partner and then kids. And that's that aspect. But it's definitely a scary thing that you think about. I mean, as an artist, like, you know, it's, you think of, will I ever get to a point where I can provide the way I want to provide and and have the four kids I want to have and have the wife I want to have and, and be able to give everything to them. You don't, I mean, my, I'll tell you straight up, my biggest, I would say my biggest fear in anything is with my friends, with my family, with future family, my biggest fear is like just that, like to disappoint somebody because you can't give enough because you're still, you can't help but be selfish because there's something inside you as an artist that you just, you don't, you can't explain, you just need to get it done. I need to take care of me to see it through to a point and you can't fully focus on the people you need to focus on. I just can't put other people in that position. It's too selfish. And I cannot, if I, if I know that I'm going to disappoint somebody or have the, even like the slightest bit of chance of disappointing somebody, I really try to avoid the situation. And so like marrying somebody and don't get me wrong. I want my parents to have grandkids. I want my sisters to be aunts. I want, all that. I want other people to have like a good experience off of my experience. And I want to have a family, I want daughters and I want a great wife. I want all the good stuff, but yeah. you can't, there has to be a, you have to do it when the time is right. You can't just, that's not something you could fuck around with. I think that's the artist in you speaking, obviously, because I mean, as yeah. actors, we all know that we're our own worst critic, right? And mm-hmm. 
I think it comes to a point where, you know, you, you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that at some points you are going to disappoint people, you know, at some points there are going to feel rejection, but you just got to kind of work past that and, you know, see, you know, what you learn from those experiences. You brought up a good point though with your dad, you know, I know that you have a great relationship with your family. And I think as humans, like we're all, I think the human nature in us, we always want to do better than our parents, right? Where it's like, we want to provide for our or kids. The same, yeah. yeah. Or at least the same, at least match it, right? You don't ever want to half-ass it. You don't want to be less than what your parents did, right? Because my dad always told me, he goes, the reason why I let you play football, the reason why I let you put you in all these sports is because I wanted to give you the life I didn't have when I was, my dad didn't let me play football. And like, he didn't, you know, it wasn't like as deep, but it was like, he was basically trying to say like, I'm trying to do better than my dad. Now his dad didn't do a bad job. I mean, they have a great relationship. I have a great relationship with my grandfather too. But, you know, I think as humans, we always try to, you know, get go a step in, uh, above and beyond than our parents do or at least match it and you know josh has some big big shoes to fill his parents are very involved in his life and they're awesome you know yeah they are awesome it's all their fault (laughs) but it's it's and i it's interesting you know when you talk about it and then like in relation to because i'm an actor as well so like in relation to when you're thinking about dating like what kind of person you're looking for because as an artist like josh said like we're always going to be making sacrifices. Like I will never be the mom that gets to go to every single soccer game. Like I know that that's not something I'm going to be able to do if I want to keep pursuing my career. But it's interesting. And it's something that I learned really recently about like when you're dating, having those conversations early on that you're on the same page about that stuff. And like, I use this rock and kite example with Brenda, but like, I always thought for myself that like, I needed to be with someone who was like a rock who would like hold down the house so that I could like go and fly and like do my thing and like come back and they'd be there. And like, I realized as I matured that and that that might be the dynamic for someone like I know that that's Brenda's dynamic and that works great. But like, for me, like I need someone that's also a kite. Sometimes it's their time. And sometimes it's my time. And I just think it's as you get older, you kind of start to see what kind of dynamic you really want in a relationship. And the biggest thing I learned is that a kite can't lift a rock and it can't, it could try all at once, but it can't. And you really have to be on the same page with your person about like what kind of life you're going to lead. And I think, you know, it feels scary to bring up those conversations when you're just dating someone or you're just meeting someone, but like, why waste the time? Right. And and sometimes I think it's a double-edged sword. You got to be careful because when you have two kites, you know, when you have two artists, actors, performers, you know, there sometimes gets that competitive nature, right? Where it's like, okay, like you're booking all these jobs, but I'm not, or vice versa. You feel bad because you're booking the jobs and you're, you know, significant others not, you know, you got to make sure that there's never any competition between you two because you're a team, you know, at the end of the day. But I do definitely agree with you. I've had conversations, you know, when I've gone on dates and like, I want to make it clear that like, look, I like, I'm an actor, I'm a podcaster, like I'm an entertainer, like this is what I do. And like, I just need support. You know, I don't want someone who's going to be unsupportive and doesn't understand, right? Like I, when me and Josh were working at the restaurant, I had a girl leave her number for me and I texted her and I I texted her and I basically told her like, Hey, like, you know, my schedule is kind of wonky. Like, uh, you know, I work at night at, at John and Vinny's and I'm an actor by day. And she had a nine to five and she's like, Nope, that's not gonna, yeah. she knew right away that wasn't going to work. And like, it's fine. You know, like it's literally, the only time we'd have together would be on the weekends and that's if she doesn't want to hang out with her friends you know yeah yeah i like the i like the kite and rock thing yeah, i will great. say though sometimes we're kites sometimes we're rocks 
It can be a yeah. little, it can be both. It's oh yeah. 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 So that I'm a, I'm that a analogy big... could be a whole nother podcast. Like we could talk about that for a really fucking long time. Cause I have a lot of theories on that. <laughs> I, do, I do think that like, I think it's, I think it's good to know what you want, but I also, I also think it's good to like add some perspective to your own thoughts sometimes and know that you don't necessarily know what you want. And, and that like a lot of times you have to like grow into something and you also like, you can expect something to happen and you can expect it to go this way, but it never does. Yeah. So you can think like you might think you're a kite and you're actually a rock. Like you, you don't even necessarily know. I'm not saying you are Julia, but I'm just saying like generally, and I don't yeah. think it's, yeah. it doesn't mean that like opposites don't attract because they certainly do, but it doesn't mean that people that are the, alike can't be together. Like it's, Totally. It's um, it's just a case by case basis. But I think it's interesting, at least for for me and Nick, and, and talking a little bit about just like each one of us. I'm currently in a relationship that's gone longer than a year. Nick has been in at least one relationship that I know that went longer than a year, I potentially more. But yeah. there's like there's <laughs> no, an wrong. interesting like society, wrong. It was shy, shy of a year. Ten months. That was my only relationship. Close, right? We'll give it a close, year. We'll close, year. close. Yeah. It was close. It was close. But I think that even still, like there's some interesting societal like pressures, whether we're listening to them or not, like they're definitely around us, especially growing up in Texas, where a majority of my pledge brothers now at this point are like starting to get married. Like I have I have five friends next year or this year that are getting married. Um, so, and it's the complete opposite in LA. Like, I don't know any of our friends who are married in LA that are our age. Mm. So it's, it's interesting how parts of the country can really affect timing. Um, personally, I'm, I'm great. I'm so grateful to be out in LA for that, like pressure to be off me and and my girlfriend, but like, I pressure all my friends to get married. (laughs) The Southern is like a whole nother ball game. I mean, like growing up, like I'm going, I've been to three weddings within the calendar year and I'm going to a bachelor party in March and like there's another another wedding happening in february and they're all like my really close friends too so it's definitely like a little bit of a pressure but at the same time like you take an outside perspective and you're like okay i'm kind of still you know thriving in my youth like i'm enjoying my youth like Mm -hmm. i i can see from the outside like how that marriage looks it looks great but like not for me right now i'm glad that like our you know we actually didn't talk about like me and brenda's dynamics either but like i feel like we're all coming from very different experiences which is great like Alex being in a relationship Josh being single but had you know long-term relationships I just got out of a four-year relationship which I was living with my partner and now I'm single again Brenda's been in a nine-year relationship and like you're and you're you're single it's yeah but I love that like we all all five of us have very different yeah experiences on just like in general but Brenna what were you gonna say no no I was just gonna say that I'm in the hope doesn't come off the wrong way but I'm so impressed with like I think we have these judgments a lot of times towards literally like men and generalize that oh like they don't get deep they don't have these deep conversations but like (laughs) the way that you guys are talking about all these things and reflecting and I'm just like I'm just very impressed I guess maybe it's our energy Julia maybe maybe we just like force people to get real and raw that's what we do like as a trio we do it on our own together I mean, we definitely have talks like this by ourselves. And I think, you know, us three guys have kind of, you know, taken away that masculinity sometimes that like is put on males, but we definitely know how to get deep with each other and, you know, have heart to hearts. And I think it's coming, you know, to a lot of guys our age. I think my friend group is pretty, our friend group is pretty open with, you know, our love lives and what's going on. And I think that's a very important thing because I mean, especially with, you know, mental health and, and, you know, things that happen in in our country and in the world these days, the added pressure 
pressure. It's it's good to talk things out, especially if you're a man. I mean, it's yeah, for sure. I want to hide behind yeah, male, we, male uh, persona. I feel like we all had uh, a chance to get pretty reflective in the last like oh yeah, <laughs> ten ten months, right? Like yeah. if you if you weren't comfortable with being with your own thoughts, like you kind of had to be. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally. yeah also just like the fact that the three of us are are actors I know that for me personally mm-hmm. like that's helped me get in touch more with like my own emotions and like how I feel about certain things and not not being shy to show them yeah again like we were in fraternities at Texas where it's the it's like the, ex- totally, the exact yeah. opposite it's crazy but but for us to know both of those sides and like have that be part of our identity as well is like I think it's really valuable for all of us it was it was and then it wasn't though i i, I was like always the, the i was always the more emotional one of my friends at school for sure my friends rather than me rather than me staying there and them staying over here everyone caught up eventually yeah a lot of the and a lot of them fortunately a lot of the guys i know and granted a lot of from of all for nicks is similar tosses fraternities mostly texas guys mine was like half and half Mm-hmm. Mine was like half out of state, half. Josh and I both went for the two Jewish fraternities in Texas. We're the so. two Jewish fraternities. So half in state, half out of state. A lot of UKs. And <laughs> I don't know if that was a difference or anything, but a lot of people were just, you eventually got more open. And there's like certain, I mean, there's talks like there's points in the pandemic, but there's points where like you get into the real world and you're doing a job and you go, wait a second, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Making money is not the end all be. I have a lot of friends who are making a fuck ton of money and they were like, this is not the end all be all. I'm yeah. out. I'm yeah. going to do some different and what they're doing and it's i mean similar to like what honestly it's what we were you know it's, it's something we've done in the past and i've done in the past you know and sometimes it's just your happiness is more than just the benjamins and guys realize when you get step out into the real world and it's not just like who'd you bang that weekend how drunk did you get and not don't get me wrong we've had some the the stories i haven't got i mean y'all they're hilarious but it gets these and you things have to have like, those experiences sometimes oh, they're, like, the, I, I wouldn't change i wouldn't change it for the world but the yeah. The point being is like the experiencing real life opens you up more and you either clam up or you open up. And fortunately, a lot of guys we know, a lot of our friends, a lot of my friends from school, and they all, we all have all our friends intermingle have been grown to be pretty open people. And I think that comes from like the work, the workforce and just having responsibility. Yeah. You either clam up and just let it weigh down on you. You talk about it. And, and I think it's our generation in a sense as well. A lot of people are taking bigger risks and trying to break the mold and trying to take, taking a chance on yourself. It's just like a huge MO of like people our age. So yeah, I think, I think sure. that's a reason that people are being open because they want to share what they're really thinking for once. Yeah, for sure. It, it's so cool to hear you guys talk about this. And I want to ask Alex a question about um, being in a longer term relationship right now, because yeah. You know, I have been in a long-term relationship. And I think especially hearing from each of us, obviously we're very shaped by our own experiences, whether it's what we witnessed growing up with our parents or just, I don't know, in media, whatever it is, like we're very shaped by our own experiences. So I find that not to generalize, a lot of men that I know have such an easy or easier time than I do or a lot of female friends that I have with like letting go, like not putting so much weight in a certain moment. And I'm just like curious as to what your, how your thoughts are on that. Like, do you feel, do you ever find yourself overthinking as, as men, a situation or putting a lot of weight in the moment? Because I think I personally, I do. <laughs> so I'm just curious to hear. Yeah. Um. I mean, I am like a, th- thinker 
through and through. Like I generally like, I'm like an analyzer. Like I like to like get analytical about things and break them down um, a lot of times introspectively also community like with other people as well I think it's part of the reason why I really enjoy the podcast and with us when it's something you talk when, when something you like talking about like sports for us like we do it all day long we do it anyway when we're not on the mic letting go I, I think that it's something that yeah right <laughs> I think that um, for me, and it's something that like I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about the five different types of love, love languages, but quality time is a really interesting one to me because I think that quality time to yourself is just as important as quality time with someone else. Yeah. And so the reason why I bring that up is because like, I think letting it go, part of that is like, to me is letting me be with myself. And sometimes that's away from my girlfriend. Yeah. So that when I am with her, that like, I'm always there and I'm always like, I'm in that moment and that quality time is, is real and it's not anywhere else. Right. And I think that like with quarantine, it's been really hard because like there have been stretches I'm sure for, for couples that live together where like they're always with each other. And so I imagine in those instances, like a third party coming in, if they were to, to give any advice, you'd be like, Hey, why don't you just go on a walk by yourself without <laughs> your partner and just like, see what happens. And like, you're bickering about something and then come together and like you, you figure it out. So I think for me, it's like letting go becomes a lot easier when you know, like why, like why you're letting go. If you're yeah. letting go, then come back and figure out whatever you were arguing about or fighting about. Um, yeah. No, that, that that's really helpful. Thank you. I And I think that the, the reason why I asked that, and I love that you said that you are like analytical is because I am too. And I think sometimes it takes effort to separate like thoughts that are productive and like help build you up or help you think more deeply into something and thoughts that are destructive. Um, but yeah. you guys already have been so, so awesome. And we just have so many questions that I think <laughs> we should to do um, like some rapid fire. So because there's all of you, maybe we like ask some rapid fire questions and all different areas and then each of you answer one or the best one liner you can give <laughs> yeah, yeah give it a yeah. shot so if you're like me you have a thousand million bajillion pictures on your phone that nobody ever gets to see because they're sitting on your phone and you forget about them and it's so sad because some of them are so amazing I go back I laugh and I want to have these pictures so that I can enjoy some of my favorite memories and share them with my friends and family and that is where free prints comes in if you don't have free prints yet, you have to get it. Free prints is an app for iPhone and Android that lets you print all of those photos for free. Yes, for free, you get 1,000 free 4x6 photo prints a year. That's insane. And all you have to do is pay a small shipping charge. You can even print photos for other sizes next to nothing. Select all the photos that you want to print, choose the sizes, and you're done. Your premium quality prints will arrive on your doorstep in days. Freeprints is one of the world's favorite apps. Download it now at freeprints.com and start enjoying real professional quality free prints. No subscriptions, no commitments, just free prints again go to freeprints.com to get the app and your 1000 free prints enjoy being home with hunker is a podcast where we visit with designers artists and creatives in the spaces that express and shape their identities their homes if you love design and decor if you're curious about how people live or if you've been transitioning or transforming your own home you'll love these honest conversations Join us weekly at Being Home with Hunker. Visit hunker.com forward slash podcast where you can find, subscribe, and listen to the show. 
So when you're getting to know, we'll start with this one. When you're getting to know somebody, like let's say you've been on a couple dates, how often do you like to be texting? Are you texting every day? Are you texting a couple times a week? What's like the ideal when you're like not yet in a relationship, but you're you've been on a few dates, you're getting to know each other? Maybe like FaceTime me a couple once a week. Okay. Uh, don't text me. I have, <laughs> right now I have five. I literally have 411 unread texts. Don't text Josh me. Josh is the fucking worst with his texts. Oh, wow. Care. Don't text him. Don't text him. I'll, I'll go. I, I, I think um I think for me, like, I, did, I don't. If I'm just getting to know someone, like, I don't like being inundated with messages. I like I like doing it on my own time, which is selfish. But, like, that's how, like, everyone, I feel like wants it right it's like you want to talk to the person when you want to talk to them not when they want to talk to you it's like when you're feeling things out yeah and that that's interesting that you guys say that because i think a lot of times people take someone not answering personally um do you think that not being interested in responding to someone's text message is a reflection of how you do or don't like feel about talking to them or it's just like texting isn't your thing i think it's a i think it's a reflection of no you're fine i think it's a reflection of the the person's own individual prioritization of whatever they do so it probably isn't personal at all but like if i'm talking to someone for the first time and i have work guess which one takes the priority like work does because it's more important like i have to make a living um so i think for me that's how that kind of plays out even like us like we talk i mean we talk the three of us all something happens in sports we talk something happens we talk something happens at work we talk texting all day right and there's times we'll shoot. So one of us will shoot like seven texts in a row. The other two won't respond for a little <laughs> bit. And guess what? That's okay. Because that's not personal. Yep. They're just busy with something else. Me, Alex, and the guy you saw, Nick's roommate, we talk and we're in a, the three of us are in a text chain together. It's just strictly basketball. Mm. And I am like 10 messages behind because I had to FaceTime my cousin. She got in law school. I had to FaceTime her. I had to get like five minutes and the six string in. I had like things I had to just do. I had some work I had to do. And guess what? I don't think Toss and Brando are like, fuck Josh. We're no longer yeah, going to talk exactly. basketball with him. Worse. No, not, not at all. From a girl's perspective though, like, girl, like girls get so hung up on that. Girls like, he didn't text me back for like six hours. He doesn't like me. And it's like, no, he might just be busy. Yeah, yeah I'm glad like, that you guys are like affirming that because that's a stigma for sure. Definitely. And we can start with you, Nick, for the next one since we got that perspective. Do you guys actually like the chase or like when girls play hard to get? Um, I think I used to. Um, <laughs> it's like it's a, it's like a thing where it's like you know you want what you can't have. Yeah. Like in the back of my mind, it's always like there because it's like you know you want to be up for the challenge and you want someone that will challenge you. But I mean, I, I think like there's a way to do it. Like, don't play games, you know, like, don't like, if you're actually interested, like, don't be like, all right, you know, I'm going to wait a day to text him or like, or uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to send him like some, some like cryptic message or something. It's just like, just be straightforward with me. You know, like if yeah. you actually are interested, like, let me know. Um, If you want to like go on these dates, let me know. If you don't want to do it, then let me know. Like, Shut I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't have to like lay all your cards on the table right away. You don't have to, you know, tell me you love me and that you want to have yeah. my babies. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, come on, let's be real. We're, we're heading into our thirties within the next five years. Like it's time to get real. Yeah. I like the hard to get in the sense that it's like when they're from a sexual standpoint, if I'm right. with a girl yeah. and I bring her home That's the first night and she don't give me, if she, I, I hate the, like the, I have a rule and it's like, all right, cause rules are meant to be broken. And I know you've broken that rule because I know it's not a rule. I know that's just straight right. bullshit. I know because I know you've broken it because I know you've made it a rule because you, so it's not a rule because I know you've done that in the past and that's why it's a rule now. 
But if a girl is just like, no, not tonight, I, our relationship to me is way more likely the last two couple girls I've dated the last two I've dated. Really? I didn't, I hooked up with them on the first night, but I didn't sleep with them. We're, you know, I didn't have sex with them the first night. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and then I, some of them I didn't have sex with for a bit and I actually got to know the person. So when I ended up having sex with them for the first time, it was great versus like a one night stand, which could be like, doesn't that, sometimes doesn't mean anything. and just like mm -hmm. so meaningless. And it's like, all right, I did the thing. And all of a sudden, like now I'm just like less interested versus like, I'm actually interested in this person and the sex is dope, but it's not like the end all be all of the moment. Right? right because you've gotten to know the person and now it's just like a great bonus so yeah. that part I, that part if they're serious about that and they kind of get that aspect of it that i'm into now i don't have i don't have a steadfast rule because sometimes you can't i'm not gonna say no like every time i'm not gonna be like you know what no i don't do it on the first date because then i may not get another shot either you know what i'm saying yeah but that nick you bring up fuck these games if you're yeah. not if you don't want to go on a date with me fucking tell me that's mm -hmm. cool guess what because there's times i don't want to go out with people and i'm like no thank you yeah. And that's how it just should be. You know, we can't yeah. go around tiptoeing around other people's feelings because then you get into like the head games of like, you're trying to like, okay, she said this. Maybe that means that maybe she is into me, but she's playing this game. And you know what? I actually have a shop. Maybe I should wait a couple of days and then see if she like puts up something to try to get my attention. Or maybe if she doesn't, then she's definitely not interested in me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like what is, you know, like, and you're just like kind of like getting creepy with yourself and creepy with them. And it's <laughs> just like this whole like weird circle of like, what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? What are we actually doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. A good thing, Josh. That was actually one of our questions for you guys is how do you feel about sex on the first date? Like, is it something, what are, what are your thoughts? We heard Josh's opinion. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm kind of with him in the sense that like, I, I think if I really, really, really like someone, like if it's the first date, I'm like, wow, this girl like could be my wife. Like she's, cause like guys like have that feeling when they're like, wow, like this could be the one, you know, like everyone has that feeling. Oh yeah. I think that I'm reluctant to like have sex with them on the first night. Now, I mean, there's, I mean, like there's sometimes when you just, it gets too hot to handle, you know, like where you just, you can't, you can't help yourself. And like, if the, <laughs> the feeling is mutual and yeah, like totally. one thing leads, leads to another, I mean, it can get hot and heavy and then, you know, can turn to something really, you know, really nice. You never know. So there's definitely two truths to that answer. But um, I think more times than not, I find myself liking the girl more if we don't have sex on the first night. I have a question about that, though. Yeah. Is it because then you take the time to know her? Or is it because like, you, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, are you taking the time to know her because you're wanting to get to that and then you realize oh, I really like this girl. And are you not taking the time to get to know her if you have had sex on the first date? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, no, I, I think there's like some truth behind that for sure. And I think for me, it's like, well, I think for a lot of guys, it's like, okay, if it's not a relationship, if it's not like marriage, like what's the goal here? Right. The goal is sex, right? And if it's achieved on the first night, then there's not really much more like you can go from that. I mean, like, obviously, if she blows me away with her personality, then like, okay, we're moving some, you know, some boulders here. But I thought that was going in a different direction. If she blows me, too. yeah, we're all fucking in, baby. Well, Line them up. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. Nick. No, I think uh, you, did you get to it, Nick? No, yeah, that was it. That was, uh, oh, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that like it, there's like a hookup culture. So like for us socially, like going out in college and stuff like, and that translated a little bit. Obviously, like we're not that far removed from college, right? It was like, it was a thing that at least some of my friends would like go out to try and hook up with girls. And that was never really like 
it never really resonated with me for one reason or another. I think like I didn't, I didn't answer that last question, but my answer is I don't really play the game very much because I'm not that good at playing it. Like that's not, I don't think that that's like an attractive quality of mine. If I were to like be a third party looking in, I would say like, I'm a good converser. Like I like talking to people. I like getting to know them. And like that to me is more fun than like the kind of like cat and mouse back and forth sort of sexy little game that people, I'm just bad at it. I'm just bad at it. So um, but I think that like, yeah, I think that there's just, there's a, there's a hookup culture. And I think that a lot of guys specifically like Nick's talking about go into that moment where, you know, you're, you're, you've brought a girl back and like, there's somewhat of rightly or wrongly, there's some sort of expectation sometimes. And sometimes when it gets shattered, when that expectation gets shattered, it gives you some perspective. You're like, oh, this is different. Why is this different? Let me investigate further. And then you end up liking it yeah I think think also like at the end of the day you know when it comes to the games when it comes to sex on the first date or whatever like if it's meant to be something longer term like it's gonna be like it doesn't matter what game you play or don't play when you have sex or not have sex like if you really have a genuine connection with someone and it's I personally believe like if it's meant to be like it's it's gonna be no matter what how you play those things yeah for a long-term thing, like for a short-term thing that's not really going to last long, those things might matter a little bit. But in the long term, like the real thing, no matter how you do it, it's gonna it's gonna work out if it's really meant to be. Yeah. I also think like sex on the first date is has to be contextualized too, because it's like right. there's a difference between there, right there's a difference between going on going on a date with someone, taking them to dinner, and then hooking up with having sex with them after the fact. Right. It's totally different than going to a party with a bunch of your friends meeting a girl there and then having that's sex with what them. I'm saying that's a, like that, it's, that's, it's that's so a, different so vastly different. or if you've known someone for a really long time and you have a really good friendship and then it take and then it takes the step to you know right. a relationship or a romantic relationship my point maybe then goes to like the bars and the party because I was looking thinking about like you like you know think about like sex and like okay so you like the best sex you ever had and then you look at the worst and the best sex is from people I know mm-hmm or have gotten to know or dated versus the worst sex is from people I met at bars. And honestly, I know this is going to sound like I was bound to sound like an asshole at some point. So I guess here it goes. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know their names straight up. I could think of like seven, eight girls, maybe that I've had sex with. Like I could picture their faces. I do not know their names. And now I feel like an a-hole clearly to my point, didn't get the time to know him. And it wasn't good for me. To your credit, you might've known their, you might've known their name that night at the time. At the time. You don't don't need more, but you might've at the time. Might've. Just give me some more credit. And to, to, but to to make me like, to bring me back down on that. It's like, it wasn't good for me. Definitely wasn't good for them. That is just the, (laughs) that is, you know what I'm saying? That that I can fucking, that I'm man enough, that I'm man enough to admit. So, you know, so at that point, it's no fun for anybody, right? And you're just trying to get notches in the bedpost to be like, yeah, to like show up to, and it was in college when we'd have Friday brunch at the fraternity house and we'd go out Thursday night and all like 30 of us are at the table and it's like oh what happened last night like dude like all this maggie mays and then i bought her a drink and then we went into like the uber but there was no uber so we got into some random pickup truck for 20 bucks we went home and we had sex for 30 seconds and it's like dude like you know what i'm saying <laughs> <Not actually. laughs> you know, 
that, it, that that's like and at that point yeah it's cool for the morning but then after that you're like fuck dude like i didn't get to know that girl i'll never see that girl maybe again because i didn't take the time to really you know try to like make moves and exactly. and, and and really you know, when i dated my old girlfriend we didn't she stayed over didn't have sex on the first night she ended up staying in my room and talking to me till three in the afternoon and the only reason we stopped is because i had to go pick up my roommate from, from jail <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> that's how everybody's stories go i also think party like hookups you know bar hookups same thing you don't get the best representation of someone when they're really fucking drunk oh, yeah true but and, you know and same for girls too like i you know if a girl is going home with someone from a bar like they're probably not looking you know for you to be their boyfriend either like it's the same it goes both ways they're not like, to discredit those experiences either because they're not, not and right, no, oh, right some of them are dope have been dope i don't mean it's like totally i don't mean it's like i'm just saying like you know the couple that haven't been dope the general like through line is that though yeah we knew they weren't going the distance but good learning lessons that's what we're here for and you know what you said before josh about like you know it's just kind of like another notch on the bedpost like also like what we talk about all the time is like people just looking for connection and even if it's just like momentary connection it serves that purpose for that and you know everything has its purpose so every experience is a good one so what is the sexiest thing a girl can do outside of the bedroom i gotta think about it honestly she smiles smiles that's beautiful that's so sweet like a girl with like dude i see so many people smile every day what do you You know but it's like a certain okay this is constantly turned off genuine (laughs) if there's a girl who's got really big eyes and like a really pretty smile and like she kind of knows it That's why I mean, that's why I've kept Julia around all these years, Loki. No, but there's like a there's like a big eyes and like a and she kind of knows it and she's like a little bubbly in that sense. Then like that's this is like driving me. I know, kind of like Julia. Um, no, but then the uh, in what I was saying was is like that is nice, but the sexiest like like thing that someone can do was like to me, it's like like sexy mm-hmm. is. Outside, like it, not not outside. really. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. I think I like it when like they wear my shirts, like when they're walking around <laughs> okay. and there's like they're, they're wearing their little. They're not. They're wearing like underwear, their booty shorts, and they're walking around like my oversized like Red Sox tee. Yeah, that's like too that's big for them. No, I don't think I. It's, this is a personal answer, and I think that's always like so cute and like sexy to me. And then oh, they're just like walking around the house, cute. or when they're or on like a cooler level. Last thing I'll say on it, I love it when my girl is real is friends with my friends. Yeah. yeah. That's really valuable. That is the that is I we talk about it all the time. I it is so imperative. I mean, even like even like, you know, I like when my girlfriends are friends with my guy friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Jules, when you yeah. came to visit, I like that you were friends with my friends. Yeah. It's important to me that my sister is friends with my friends mm-hmm. or wants to be. Not like forcing them, but it's important to me. Oh, and I have a girl, that's huge. That is massive for me. She has to like my friends and they have to like her. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I do think, Josh, I liked your first answer. I think that like a look outside of a sexy situation, like not a smile, because that's like everyone's smile. Again, everyone's smile. <laughs> <laughs> But like a look and where only a look that you know what they mean, but no one else knows. That's like a that, one. that sort of thing is like when you're just, and it's kind of just like a, you just are on the connect, the same like connective wavelength, like mentally, like you just are in the same place. Like that sort of thing is, uh, it's pretty, yeah, that's sexy for sure. I Both your answers were good though. I think the the t-shirt, that's a great <laughs> look. It's a great look. Yeah. I, anytime, anytime my girlfriend makes me laugh, I like, 
like mm-hmm. truly makes me like a lot of times we chuckle and stuff like that but if she like really gets me like and something that she does really makes me laugh like oh. gutturally like that that's fun yeah oh i like, love that answer. yeah that's so good nick um so there's two so the first one being <laughs> i like a woman in power like <laughs> no like i always find myself attracted to like the manager of the restaurant or like or or like the owner or something like, like bad bitch like who's got her shit together who is like running shit you know what i mean that's i mean that's definitely one of the sexiest things and like i think that type of person you know will challenge me and that's like honestly one of the biggest things that i want you know like i want to be challenged not like a hard to get kind of challenge thing we were just right, talking right. about but like to oh, challenge, challenge to be a better person you know that's like hundred thousand percent yeah but my number one thing that i find sexy is a woman's desire to be a mother oh my god i was not expecting that like she like legitimately like that's all she cares about like she wants to be a mom and like i find mom sexy like not like (laughs) not like four-year-old moms like yeah i can i can appreciate a older woman but someone that like actually really cares for their kids and like wants to be a mom and like really like is excited for that Oh, I love that. I, love I didn't again like another one. I didn't because you gave like that smile, and maybe it's because we we're all giggling. I know that I, Nick has like a smile, like a DV because it gets really wide, and I <laughs> thought he was gonna say something goofy, but he that was like really sweet. No, those are really those are really good. I love so, Alex. Alex, yeah, one of them like kind of similar to mine. I will say, like she, I love like a lot of the girls I've dated, like they would always do like some kind of thing with their face, and I won't do any of them because it's personal. <laughs> that would like. As if you can mock them. <laughs> no, they, they would like do something with their face. Like, you know, like they would like, like, for example, like it's none of these are them, like a wink, like a special kind of <laughs> wink to you yeah. to kind of like let you like know that, hey, like I'm still close. Yeah, it's like just to know, like, yeah. if we really wanted to, I know we're in a crowd of people, but if we really wanted to, it could just be us. Kind of totally. Like, kind of like Gosh, this is yeah. so beautiful, you guys. <laughs> but seriously, we've had so many guests on the podcast and we talk a lot about confidence here. And a lot of things that that a lot that come up is that confidence is one of the sexiest things that people can see in women. So that's kind of goes along with the thing you said about power. But now that we talked a little bit about outside the bedroom, what's one thing you wish every girl would do in the bedroom? <laughs> I know your faces. Don't worry. We're getting away from this topic really shortly. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're almost over. Um, honestly, like I, there's nothing like, I like you don't want to be an asshole and like force anything ever. So like whatever she's comfortable with, I'm cool with, but I mean, if everyone was cool with it, um, <laughs> I know where this is going. I know where this is going. <laughs> I don't know, like play with the booty a little bit. That's about it. I knew it, <laughs> I knew it was going there. <laughs> In honesty, we love honesty. Yeah, we're not um, like all the way, but you know. <laughs> I, that's interesting because a lot of guys, I feel like, are definitely not into that. A lot of guys are. No, totally, a hundred percent. But I, I maybe it's the stigma, Julia. No, uh, yes, I agree. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, but kind of guys you hang around truthfully, with. Truthfully, truthfully, like whatever they're comfortable with, because like it, that's the biggest thing that like is important in the bedroom is making sure that it's consensual and that someone is feeling comfortable. They call it the South for the reason, baby. Um, they, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I have to. Uh, I think. I like foreplay. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, I don't, I mean, nothing wrong. Sometimes you just tear the clothes off, but like really just like, just like really building a pace 
to it mm-hmm. and not rushing anything yeah. that I feel like a lot of girls are down with that. So I don't feel like that's like too, other than that, I'm like, I'm pretty easy going. I'm like, all right, you want to do this? Like, there's no, there's really no limit. There's really nothing I would say no to except assert. I'm not, except I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I could come back from like getting like pegged or anything but outside, <laughs> outside of that. I'm just being said uh, y'all like, honestly, I'm just saying outside of that, I'm pretty down. I was, I'm pretty like open to like, I'm open to whatever. I'll never, I like, I'm not a kid anymore, so I won't like, I'm not, come on. Like that, like that, yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I've kind of grown out of that. So I think I, no, I think you guys, I think all of y'all will, maybe not, maybe you won't agree with me on this, but I think that the general stigma, like that things that happen in the bedroom, you should be, you should be like society should be okay with everyone getting a mulligan, not like in public, but like in places that are semi public. So like that it's okay, that it's okay to like, to want someone in a place that's not your own bedroom is what I'm saying is I think, I think it should be, everyone should be okay with that. And I think it should be, uh, it should be like an unwritten rule that everyone understands. I'm not saying like, like on the beach, like in front of everyone broad daylight, but like, um, yeah, I think that I'm I'm a fan of not like you don't need to resist any of that because of where you are. Love that, that sort answer. of type. Can I, ask, can I ask a question quickly? Yeah. Craziest place y'all have ever had sex in then? Like most open place. The rooftop of your apartment. Oh, no, we can't. That would be dangerous. That'd be very dangerous. No, um, no arch, arch. <laughs> oh, your old apartment? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you guys both you guys both partook in that. <laughs> What's wrong no, with I, that roof? I was not now. I was not. Nothing. Nothing's wrong with that roof anymore. <laughs> it's just seen a lot of action, I think. But there's nothing wrong with it. Um, no, I also think that oh, another thing, because that was kind of a weird. That was kind of a weak answer. But like, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that like the mutualistic aspect of it, and I think Nick, you were kind of like alluding to that. But like letting both parties like get theirs. You know what I mean? Like not like it doesn't have to be. I don't like the one-sided stuff. Yeah. Like it, it's got to be. Yeah, I think the issue is. That- People get, um, you know, they get afraid of voicing what they really want and, and, you know, in fear of like looking weird to their sexual partner, right? Like they don't want to feel judged because they don't know if that's going to be accepted. But I think that if everyone kind of just tears down their walls, like in the bedroom and be like, look, this is what I like. Like, I mean, it's different than what you like, or maybe it's the same as what you like. I think people would be happy. I mean, I think people would actually be like, oh, wait, this is actually cool. Like we can actually have some fun because like, I'm not afraid to like voice what I actually want. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've had people tell me like, look, this is what i like i'm like all right let's give it a fucking shot you know makes 10 times easier don't you don't go to subway and be like i'll have a sandwich and then you go uh, what do you want on you go you want you want an italian bmt hold the salami thank god okay now we're getting somewhere that's what i'm saying and i think like everyone would be lying if they didn't say that like their partner getting like getting off it like gets them off like it's such a it's such it's all way, connected way rather the girl have fun right than me have fun for sure yeah yeah, yeah. then i have fun too Exactly. I think we've all had this question come up in the bedroom and it's probably the most standard question there is, is what do you want? Right. Or like, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And like the worst answer you can give is I don't care. Like, tell me, like, let me do it. 100%. Yeah. We had a sex therapist on Dr. Holly Richmond. She's amazing. Amazing. And we asked like, you know, what, like, what, what is good sex? And she's like, there's only two things you need for good sex and it's pleasure and consent. And that's it. And 
I like what you said before, Nick, like it's silly to not have the conversation. Cause like, why would we not want to have the best sex we could possibly have? Like if you're doing it, you might as well be doing it the best way or the way that you want to in that moment. So I think that, you know, people are obviously getting more comfortable with those conversations. Also, as we get older, I guess it gets more comfortable as you're more experienced, but like, yeah. why not just have the conversation? Why not just say what you want? Cause then it's just more fun for everybody. Yeah. And I think that the, the whole stigma thing that you guys are alluding to, like, yes, we're having a, although some of us are like giggling and smiling at, at a lot of points, like we're having a pretty open conversation about all this stuff. And I don't think that's very common, which is why that translates to a lot of relationships and people get afraid to be rejected. Or what if they think this is weird or like, I don't actually know if I even want that. Should I try it and see and like form an opinion, like all these different things that run through our heads, but having, which is like the whole purpose of our podcast is having these types of open conversations just leads to some more understanding and connection and, and everything. So we yeah, appreciate I mean, sex is like food, you know, you never know until you try it. There it is. Quote there it is. <laughs> but it's true. It's what we were talking about before, you know, when it's as serious as who you might marry or as simple as the way you're having sex. Like, you know, that is the point of the show. And, and like Josh said before, it's like, if you start the conversation, people are going to come and meet you. And that's like the biggest thing you could do is be vulnerable when you want others to be vulnerable. And hopefully they'll come along for that ride. So I'm glad we're having these chats. Um, honest answer. Are you making judgments about like, what kind of judgments are you making if you're making any about a woman who is posting more risque things on social media? Like, let's say it's a lot of bikini pics or lingerie pics. Do you have stigmas about that? What's the thoughts? I'll lead it off. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I'm good. For, I'm good with it. I mean, like I said, like, you know, love your body, you know, and show it off if you have it. If that's what makes you happy, then do it. I mean, there's definitely a tasteful way to do it. I mean, don't be like super slutty about it, you know, and and basically post <laughs> only fans and try to make money off of it. But yeah, I'm for it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that I'm not for it. I just like, do I inevitably sometimes make judgments? Sure. Just just based off of things that I see. Am I like, I'm not like investigating because it's yeah. just on the feed. But if someone's like, oh, a couple of times, I'm like, this is basically all I'm getting. Like, this isn't necessarily what I want to be looking at. Like, just in general out of, I'm not, a, I don't really like social media that much to begin with, but I'm all for like, if you want to, if you want to use something, like if you want to use your body to make money, go for the OnlyFans, like do the OnlyFans, yeah, yeah. the the stuff that's like, that doesn't make as much logical sense to me, like where there's not like a real added value to it. Like the only thing we really get from social media is other people's approval or communication out of things. Yeah, that's that's the way I see it. So it's like it's a great tool to use to to talk to people about things. It's a great tool for promotion. Like as we all know, like you have to. It's a great place to to promote your podcast. But sometimes I feel like there is like seeking of admiration or just like affection. Where what else can we do? Like I'd rather just let me talk to you and tell you tell you that like you're a great person or like here's an experience that we shared that I know that I'm not like thinking of anyone in general. I'm just like saying out loud like sometimes what I think about those. No, that's great because I think I think girls maybe have more judgments on other girls for that stuff than guys actually do. It's funny because like girls can post like sexy pictures, you know, and like bikinis or like even put it on their story. And like people are like, you know, they give them praise. Like their friends will say, oh my God, my best friend's so hot, you know, and like fire emoji. But if a guy posts like a shirtless photo of himself in the mirror, right, where he's flexing or like he's at the gym, he looks like a fucking tool. Yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Bro, depend- <laughs> what, Josh? Yeah. Depends on the guy. Depends on the guy, I think. Yeah. There's I mean, some yeah. guys that can get away with Johnson it. Johnson can get away with it. Jason right. Momoa yeah. can get it. Oh, yeah. He can do it all. Harry <laughs> boys? I don't know if we can get away with it. <laughs> I, I just... I. I saw, um, so like, so what happens now sometimes is if you put it, if you put out a story and someone comments, if they're trying to share the story with someone else, specifically on Instagram, and they accidentally like comment instead of sharing it, like Josh puts out a story and I'm like, I want to send it to Julia and be like, Julia, look what Josh just did. How (laughs) stupid is he? And instead of sending it to you, I accidentally commented at Josh. I saw the other day that there was this, this girl who she basically like screenshotted someone who had done this, who had like messed up, I guess, um, and put her on blast because the girl had like commented and said like, oh, she gained weight on a photo that she posted on her Instagram story of her and her boyfriend. So it's just like, I don't know, social media can be so toxic so yeah so damaging like it's uh, that's yeah. such a mean Fuck thing that, to say because that girl is cute you're, that girl's cute so nice. yeah, yeah no i i, I know yeah. that he's a wonderful, wonderful girl and the fact that like that kind of stuff happens and we're all oh, not yeah. like girls, 16 anymore like is it's crazy. it's crazy girls can her. be fucking mean and that's like a whole that's that's also a whole nother podcast and it's something that we talk a lot about with a lot of our guests especially because girls are so mean and also how damaging it is for a lot of women to feel like they have to uphold a certain you know standard based on everybody else's highlight reels yeah it's so fascinating because it's really like it really is a double-edged sword like there's so many ways in which social media is destructive and then so many ways just like we know with our podcasts or communities that are built on social media where they're like really uplifting so there's so many different different ways to go about that but what about like paying on the first date what are your thoughts about that should it be the girl should it be the guy in in a relationship with a man and a woman and what about paying beyond date one yeah first date i think i'm always paying for it Mm -hmm. that's just that's just me Mm -hmm. yeah same i'm making the attempt at least if she if she wants to split it i'm never there's been it's different like now as my girlfriend boyfriend i want to pay for her like more and split less than i used to because now it's just like those are nice little things to do for each other um but i think like prior if she ever wanted to split i would i would take it myself and then if she offered then i would never say no to that um yeah but it's weird because like i definitely texas texan boys are definitely raised not never to let a a girl pay for sure Mm -hmm. but i think that you just you gotta i don't know where you live in a different age yeah josh ever I I could maybe count in every all the relationships I've been in less than ten times they paid that you um, that you've let someone pay. I just don't. I just can't. I don't like it. I don't. They. I don't know. It's just like it's like the one thing. Like I enjoy this. It it makes me happy. Like you yeah. know, I, this is I want to take you on this date. I want to bring you. It's like a, a deeper in the line. She's like, let me get a lunch, and I'll just be like, all right, whatever. There's times like where I was like, there was times where I was dating somebody and we broke up and like a year later we were just getting lunch as friends and I still paid because yeah. I just, I have that relationship with them. And it feels weird to me that we're splitting a bill all of a sudden not like, oh, I want to like win you back. And like, I want to still, I right. we're dating. Yeah. It's like, no, we dated for so long. I'm so used to doing this. And I actually like doing this for you. What, despite us now just being friends. Yeah. So but I, I always, yeah, I always do that. I usually, honestly, I usually give my card to the waiter from the jump. I really do. I really do like Alex that you mentioned that about the splitting thing. Cause I think a lot of times, at least when we have conversations with our friends, I'm personally in a relationship similar to what you said, Josh, where like, I, I can barely count. I don't even know. I've paid for like maybe three coffees in nine years. Um, maybe a breakfast <laughs> that without on Uber eats without him 
like seeing. But I love that you mentioned that, Alex, because I think a lot of our friends and stuff are like, okay, well, we're splitting the bill. Does that mean he's like not interested in me? Is that weird? Like, I think just normalizing that people have different experiences and like it does it's not a reflection of how someone feels about you. And it, I think it's so great that you guys are offering different perspectives because I think it in, inevitably makes people feel less alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, it's for, for me and my girlfriend, it's a finances thing. We have different yeah. finances. So we split every, we split everything. We go to the grocery store, we memo it in half. Like it's, it's just how we go about doing it. But um, it might, might be different if I were making 600 K, uh, but I'm not. So totally, <laughs> but I think it's so important to, to say those things. Not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Um, because a lot of people like tend to internalize that and, and take it personally or because there's this idea that, oh, a man in a relationship, quote unquote, should pay that like sometimes people without having a, a conversation, like I'm sure you and your girlfriend have had of how to go, how you guys are going to approach things, just like think about it differently. Yeah. yeah. I like that it's taking away, you know, that, that because it, it is, you know, especially at this age of 25, like it does have to do sometimes with finances. Like we're not all millionaires mm-hmm. yet, you know, and as much mm-hmm. as someone might want to pay, like they might just not be able to every single time, you know, like it's nice when you do once in a while, but like, I don't think that, I think, you know, I don't think guys need to feel the pressure that they have to do it every single time. Yeah. Totally. I wish yeah. I could get past that. I'm the, that's really mature. Alex Alex's perspective is like an older perspective. I think mine's a bit more immature. That's a big reason on it. It's a big reason I haven't tried to make that jump to date anybody yet mm-hmm. because I can't. I don't do know, that. dude. I think it's, I think it's different. People are looking for different things. Like for, for my girlfriend, like it's, I think that it's important for her, like, and of course, like you're always looking out for your partner's like needs and you want them, you want to dote on them and stuff like that. Like, I just, I find that it's very important that I value her voice and her, like her power, just like Nick, like you're talking about, like, and I don't want to diminish that. And so that's part of my decision-making there, but it doesn't necessarily mean that like there aren't girls. I mean, it's just, it's just money. And if money's not an issue, then like, it doesn't really matter. Right. Like it only matters if you make it matter. And for us, it doesn't matter. And we, because we've handled it in this particular way, but I think that it doesn't just cause it's like technically like more archaic way of looking at it. Doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah, it is. It is. I think I'm like, I think both ways are right. I think maybe my way is definitely more archaic and their voice is important. I think you look back at, you look back, I can look back at relationships and be like, I oh, broke up because maybe they did something in the bigger picture, but in the smaller picture, like I've been in relationships where I never let them pick the movie or like, I rarely let them pick the TV show because they just wanted to watch junk TV or junk movies. I'm like, no, let's watch like a dope movie. You're going to love, you're going to love Reservoir Dogs. Quentin Tarantino's the best. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Yeah. For me, it's great. And for like my buddy, yeah. it's great. And for people who like film, it's great. Maybe we just, you know, maybe we want to just watch 10 things I hate about you, you know? Right. And then which Mr. Pink's, is, Mr. Pink's like bleeding movie. out on the ground and you're like, oh, maybe this is a bad choice. Like something like she's that. Like I do sleep, think she's so. like asleep, dude. It's like, I'm like, all right, I fucking <laughs> blew this and I was selfish. And you know what? Maybe you kind of got to lose a lot of battles to win. You got to lose more battles if you want to win the war. I'm down to lose all the battles if it means winning the war with her being happy and then me being happy being with her. I, I would argue though that the, the paying, the, the, guy paying more for the girl it seems to be working because look at all five of us who's got the longest relationship and what happens there so that's true brenda but i think it's different. i think it's not no i'm just kidding i'm no, kidding no, I like, know. <laughs> he's so cute brenda's boyfriend is also he's like godsend he's incredible but it is it's different for everybody like so i think like just lessening the pressure on both ends you know we don't need to put so much pressure on it but it is you know of course it's nice i think what's important is the thought 
You know, like it's nice that you want to dote on someone or want to take care of someone or want to take someone out. And same with the girl. Like, you know, I I really appreciate if someone pays for the first date, but then like I know the type of person that I am, like I'll want to surprise them one day and cook like a really elaborate dinner and like get really nice wine, like because I want to reciprocate it. And I think that that's what's important is that's like why you're doing it and that both people are, you know, bringing that to the table in whatever medium that is. But I want to ask about ghosting. Have you ever ghosted a girl and if so why'd you do it yeah i wasn't interested (laughs) why didn't you just say that because i was stupid i don't know because i was being selfish and again like i don't text people so i was like whatever just like i knew it was going anywhere i knew i've done it when like i knew they knew it was also going nowhere we were just being pleasant and so i just let it kind of ride that's fair totally (laughs) yeah i've done the same thing most of the time it's what you're talking about josh where it's like we you know you go on a date it doesn't go that well uh, for either parties, you can tell like it's just not clicking for whatever reason. And then you leave the date and you're like, oh, thanks. Thanks. for Like I had such a I had a good time or whatever. And then they were like, I had a good time. And then there's no other other text. So yeah. it wasn't even, I guess, ghosting. It was just like right, mutual. Just, like, tapered mutual I've, been, I've been ghosted, too. So I, I don't fuck it. Whatever. It happens. What's, um, your definition of ghosting, though, as a girl. Yeah. Um. Like totally falling off the face of the earth. And yeah, was- I guess if like you were talking, you were like, let's say you were chatting, like talking, you fucked up a couple times and then you just like one day stop answering, yeah. stop talking. Okay, so I've never like, if she sends me a message or, or, you know, reaches out, I'm going to reply. Mm-hmm. But it's like in the sense of ghosting where it's like, all right, I don't really want to do this anymore. Then I like kind of like don't, you know, give, give out as much as I, I was. And like, I let it kind of die out in a sense. Like I'm not going to just one day stop replying no matter. It's like, I think everyone deserves somewhat of an explanation. Everyone deserves, you know, to be, you know, um, communicated with. So I don't, I don't think I've ever really ghosted someone in the sense where it's like, I didn't reply to them, but I've definitely kind of gone like MIA, like in a sense where it's like, yeah. all right, like, I'm not really invested anymore. Yeah. I also think though, Nick, like to give you some cred, you're also like, you talked about already, but like, you're such a direct communicator that I've, you've told us about stories where you've been like, it's not going anywhere. And like, and you told someone that, and I feel like a lot of dudes don't do that, which is pretty unique. Yeah. Well, that I think that that, you know, personally, like, I think that's the way to go. Like if you're not, if it's not, you're not seeing someone like for me personally, it feels like more of a waste of time and energy to like, have to do like the slowly creep out thing. Like I would rather just send the text and be like, Hey, you're really awesome. But like, I just don't, you know, I don't really see this progressing beyond this. And it's interesting to me when people are like, yeah, I'm not interested, but we're just like kind of still texting. I'm like, just say something like much less energy. It's all about honesty. It really, for me, it just kind of, I've been in those situations before. I'm like, well, what the fuck happened? You know? And like, it doesn't feel good. So like, obviously ripping the bandaid off is usually the best thing to do, I think, because you don't want to drag it out. You don't want to fuck with someone's, you know, someone's head. It just, it's going to be awkward when you do it, but it's going to save you so much time and it's going to, it's going to make you feel better. And it's going to make that person ultimately feel better too. Exactly. Yeah. Um. What kind of compliments do you guys like from a girl? Like what, like about f- physical related personality achievements or, or do compliments make you uncomfortable? See, I don't, I think that's a, I don't think guys feel uncomfortable with comp- compliments. Mm-hmm. I find that sometimes girls do though. Like when I say something, they're like, well, like, I don't, I don't do well with compliments. It's like, why not? Like yeah. you're an attractive, like intelligent woman. Like why, why can't I compliment you? You know, especially if I'm hot for you, like, w- like what's the issue here? You know? Yeah. But I mean, for me, I think 
I don't, there's not like one particular compliment that I'm looking for. I mean, I think I pride myself, I guess, in just like my, like my deep thoughts and like the way that I kind of approach the world and like the way I look at things. Um, so I think if she can like notice that, then that's definitely a plus. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't like, I like when people compliment my work. I don't like when people compliment me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. Makes yeah. feel uncomfortable. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, no, I think um, I'm compliments always feel good for me, but it's there's a distinction between like one that really means something and one that doesn't. So I think mm-hmm. I have a pretty good, pretty good radar of that. So it's like right. sometimes sometimes someone will give you a compliment and you're like instantaneously, you're like, oh, that's nice. And then service level. And then, you're, and then yeah, and then you're like, well. Yeah. It's not the same as what you're talking about, Nick, where they like, they recognize something that you like, look, that everyone looks at themselves in the mirror all the times, not just talking about physically, but like mentally as well. There's things about themselves that they like, there's things about themselves that they don't like. And when someone gives you that affirmation of, of especially something that you like, and yeah. even more so when it's something that you don't like, and it flips the switch on you like mm-hmm. that, that's a meaningful compliment. And I, I don't know, those, those definitely get to me. The compliments yeah. I was talking about, I think I like them because it makes me feel like they were present in, in like the conversation that we had or like just being with me. Right. Like it it makes me feel like they've actually been invested in the time that we've been spending together. And it's not like a surface level compliment where they can just pick that out of a a lineup or like, Oh yeah, he's cute. Or he's got nice hair or like, he's got a nice smile or, you know, he seems smart, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like if you're present in the conversation and you can actually like really dive in, then that's, that means more. A hundred percent. And I agree with Josh. Like when someone appreciates, I think as art, like, you know, as artists, we can all appreciate that. If someone really like looks at your work and like really looks at it and, you know, I feel like a lot of times people just kind of see it, but not look at it. Um, that's, that's always great. Yeah. When people say like, Oh, I love this thing that y'all did. I'm like, I'll talk about all day because I'm so stoked. Because we're passionate about what we do. And it's like if someone says, Oh, I love what y'all did, that's great. And I'm like, down, I'll talk about it for hours. Like, my buddy called me today. He's like, Oh, I love like the interview y'all did. And I was like, Oh, again, I was like able to like discuss it and like how it happened, like what we thought about it, like what we thought about it, like our takeaways and like what we liked that we did, like everything, all that stuff. And then it got, and then he'll be like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. And then I'm like, All right, cool. Like, what's up with you? Like, I don't, yeah, it just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's not for me. It just makes me feel weird when someone, yeah. That's it's that's fair. Um, okay, like a couple more and then we'll let you guys go. I know we've cool, been talking yeah, yeah, for sure. literally two like two hours. I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, yeah, y'all. Um, fun, I could so. I could literally keep you guys here all night, but I won't do that to you. Um, do you have any deal breakers when it comes to like dating or relationships? Like any like super red flags, super deal breakers, maybe that are like a little more general. Yeah. She needs to have friends. <laughs> friends, yeah. Yeah, that's huge it was going back to like the bikini things on instagram if you're not an influencer but you're only posting solo photos i do judge you and i probably won't go out with you because you don't have friends and that's a red flag to me if other girls don't like you it's a problem red flag if she's estranged from her family if she doesn't have a good connection with her family or Mm. i mean like there's some things you can't control where it's like i didn't come from a good like good good parents or or whatever but you know people that are really close with their family usually have good morals and good values yeah. Alex. Um, yeah, I think, I think for me, it's like when someone, and you don't really get to know someone well enough until you've been dating them for a little bit, mm-hmm. but like when someone doesn't want to admit that they're wrong or admit that they can't, like, 
they can't be better. Um, it's, it sounds a little critical, but I think it's it's less, it's more so just like, I, I'm a person that likes growing and likes learning. And like, if someone's not into that and they're like totally averse to that and think that like the way things are, are the way things that should always be, um, I'm not into that. Not into growth, like stunting growth at all. Yeah, for 100%. sure. That's, I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, how much does the fear of rejection hold you back? So like in either asking a girl out or in wanting to take a relationship to the next step? Not anymore. I don't Good. My, my Israeli boss, I had an Israeli boss and he'd be like, why don't you ask her out? I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know what she says. No, like, you know, like she's like, I don't, I just, it's not worth it. He goes, well, what happens? Where are you at now? He's like, so I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm not dating her. Okay. What happens if she says, no, I'm not dating her. Same thing. Okay. So what's the difference? So go do it. Wow. I'm yeah. picking you up from work next week. If it's not, if you haven't asked her out, I'm not putting you on another job. He like say like ridiculous <laughs> shit like that. And I'd be like, I love that. yeah. And was, he was wildly intense. I love him. To death. <laughs> but yeah, he, that was, and I was like, from that point on, I was like, all right, if I want to ask a girl out, I'm going to ask a girl out. And, and if she says no, I'm in the same exact spot as I was, I'm still going to do the same thing I was going to do tomorrow and this weekend. And it does not make a difference. Mm-hmm. And it just, the, you know, could have just, oh, it'll just chalk it up to something that could have been. It is what it is. Yeah. I, I like to tell myself that I think like that, but that definitely, yeah, the rejection thing sucks. I can take rejection as an actor. I can take rejection as an athlete, as a student. But for some reason, like when you get rejected by like someone that you really want, mm. it's like, ugh, it's, it like, it really hurts. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of in between you guys, I think. Sometimes I feel like that, Nick, and then other times I'm, I feel brave, Josh, like you. So, uh, I, haven't had, I haven't had to feel like that in a while though. So, uh, it's, it's nice to be on the other side of it. Were you, were you scared Alex when you were taking it, you know, when it went from, you know, dating to a relationship, was that scary? very, very much so. Cause it's, this is like the real, the first long-term relationship I've really had. So, and I've, I have an older brother and an older sister and neither of them have been in a long-term relationship. So yeah, it was a, a lot of a lot of fear in that step. Now I have, you know, other like anxieties about those next steps, right? Because they're they're even bigger than they were. Um, so and I'm sure, you know, both of y'all can kind of attest to that as four-year relationship, eight-year relationship, like that number, like the number comes with like new territory from other people looking in. And so again, <laughs> it's just that reminder that like you only you and your partner control what happens. So yeah. hundred percent. Um, you guys rock. We could do this forever, but I'll ask you our like last question since we've been talking for two hours and I'm sure you have other things to do. Um, we podcast, baby. That's the life, right? <laughs> has there been any resource in your life that has helped guide you through your twenties thus far? It could be book, podcast, person, anything. Hmm. My friends. Does that count? That counts. Yeah, that totally counts. Yeah. I mean, just being in the same boat as people, you know, Mm -hmm. like being like in a group of people not feeling like you're the only one. Yeah. These two guys right here, you know, we go through almost everything together. We work in the same job together, do the same podcast. We're all actors. We're in the same acting class. Josh and I had a job together at a restaurant. You know, like being able to to go through the challenges of being in Los Angeles all together is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's really valuable. And I can't tell you, there's so many people out here that move to LA, not knowing a single soul. They come out here just by themselves, pack a bag, pack up their truck, whatever they do. And they just do it by themselves. And to have people in the same boat as you is so valuable. And it's, you know, it's privilege. It is privilege. It is. 
Yeah, yeah. So, like the, obviously the friend thing's great and family's great. Just all like the people clo- people are, that you're close to are great. I would just say the one thing, so I don't even know who said it and probably so many people have said it. But just like maybe it was, I don't. It didn't come from the Drake lyric, you know. The only live, I think you only live once. But like, like you, I was like, I literally am on here. I got one. I'm here for one time, so I'm just gonna do whatever I want as long as it's not hurting other people, mm. it's respectful to other people, and that's it. And you know what? Because there's no point in life of just you know curbing. Listen, it can't be fun 24 seven because then you don't get to do what you want later on you have to realize that but yeah. that aspect is just knowing that and just keeping true to that is, is big in the 20s yeah love it you guys have been really so incredible yeah, I, didn't do this. I was just complimenting the- them oh <laughs> i thought you were gonna i thought you were signing up right <laughs> really fascinated i'm sorry sorry it's no no it's it's um, Brent, wait, no, please continue your thought though, Brenda. I want to no, know. No, I it just felt like sage, sage words of wisdom. She was just, she, I feel like she was being stoked. No, I'm, oh I really just am like so amazed because I, I can't tell you how many friends that we have that have such a stigma against like men not caring and you know all these different things that I feel like put all men in one box and I feel like you guys in these two hours (laughs) have proved to us not that we believe this about everyone too but that have really proved to us that like you can have these conversations and that being vulnerable and feeling connected and like putting your best foot forward and wanting to grow and like all these things that we've touched on um, and talking about the hard topics and the sensitive topics just make all the difference in relationships and friendships in life um yeah and i'm just so amazed by you guys but continue <laughs> um yeah not necessarily like one person or anything like that that has kind of helped guide 20s for me but i think a lot of just combination of things conversations with friends things that you jot down like it's conversations we had with matthew mcconaughey like last week like things that he writes in his book like paying attention to every little like piece of advice because we don't know all the answers right now and then like reminding yourself to stay like directional so like to keep to keep like going forward i don't know i just like stay in the race commit to the chase there you go yeah right there nick i said to 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 stay directional and just to to not stop and question because that's when you question you get into your own head and you get anxiety about things and it all catches up to you and it and it like slams down on you and so i think just kind of just yeah. uh staying i don't know reminding yourself like what you love and and continuing to just progress forward um work for that for sure. and work and working for it and working hard at it i think is, yeah. is great yeah absolutely and i mean to echo that alex and what brenda said i think the biggest privilege me and Brenda just had a conversation about this of our life so far is like getting the privilege to do this show and talk to people and talk to you guys and like get just get all this like amazing knowledge that people have to offer and like really listening to it and then really asking yourselves the like the deep questions that I don't think we would be asking ourselves and each other if we didn't you know throw ourselves into this medium so I've just been very grateful for that and it gives just so much and perspective that we often go around like making judgments or generalizations like we talked about a lot and and this just offers so much perspective so with all of that being said thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts for being so open and real and raw and vulnerable with us when you had literally no idea what we were going to talk about (laughs) and didn't know it was going to be two hours long (laughs) 
Sorry. No, thank y'all. Um, thank y'all. It was great. Congrats on the 100th episode and the more hundreds to come. Keep it up, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. And if people want to listen to you guys, where can they find you? Cherry Shred Podcast, baby. Apple, Spotify, <laughs> anywhere you get your podcast and uh, on the IG, Twitter, and TikTok and MySpace and Club Penguin. We have all Club of Penguin. <laughs> Club Penguin. Definitely go find them okay. on there. Our, uh, our maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll let you in your their igloo. Thanks, guys. We love you guys. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank y'all. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts, and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us with, with love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.